Good morning and welcome to day 65 of Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, and we have come to Genesis chapter 42 as we're continuing through the story of Joseph. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your love for us and for your goodness to us. We need you every day, and you are faithful every day to give us what we need to sustain us and strengthen us and carry us through. Father, let us walk with you in faith and obedience and joy. Teach us from your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 42. When Joseph learned, sorry, let me try that again. Genesis 42. When Jacob learned that there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you look at one another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there, that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he feared that harm might happen to him. Thus the sons of Israel came to buy among the others who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? He said. They said, from the land of Canaan. To buy food. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them, and he said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, Lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. He said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. And they said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the son of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you shall be tested, by the life of Pharaoh. You shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you. And let him bring your brother, while you remain confined, that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you. Or else, by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody, and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me, so your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. They said to one another, In truth we are guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged, and we did not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them. 
for there was an interpreter between them. Then he turned away from them and wept. And he returned to them and spoke to them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to replace every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. Then they loaded with their donkeys with their grain and departed. And as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, My money has been put back. Here it is in the mouth of my sack. At this their hearts failed them, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to Jacob their father in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly to us, and took us to be spies of the land. But we said to him, We are honest men, we have never been spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households, and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me, then I shall know that you are not spies, but honest men, and I will deliver your brother to you, and you shall trade in the land. As they emptied their sacks, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob their father said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you would take Benjamin. All this has come against me. Then Reuben said to his father, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm should happen to him on the journey that you are to make, you would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. This is God's holy word, Genesis chapter 42 in the English Standard Version. You know, the reunion of Joseph and his brothers is not a simple one. If you've heard this story before, but you've never read it for yourself, then you may not know how complicated this is. It's, it's complicated for good reason, right? So there's a famine. The famine spreads to the land of Canaan. It's obviously some sort of lack of rainfall or something that's happening that's causing these problems. And so... Uh, Jacob sends his, his sons to go down. He says, I've heard there's grain in the land of Egypt. Go down. Joseph immediately recognizes his brothers. Now, a simple telling of this story might have one of two things happen. Either Joseph sees his brothers and he wants to get revenge on them. And so he just has them arrested and imprisoned or killed. Okay. Right? I mean, after all, he's the prime minister of Egypt. He can do almost anything he wants to do. 
he could he could arrest them he could have them put on trial for selling him into slavery they could then be put into slavery themselves or some sort of harsh punishment but joseph does not do that he does not seek revenge on his brothers he has mercy on them he is merciful to them and then he's gracious to them in that he gives them back their money that they use to buy the grain and he gives them provisions for their journey so in mercy he withholds judgment judgment that is justly due to them because they did sell him into slavery not knowing what would happen to him and in grace he gives them what they do not deserve mercy and grace but also wisdom because joseph is no fool and joseph knows better than to just openly trust his brothers after all the last time he had seen these men they threw him in a pit and were going to leave him there to die. And then they dragged him out of that pit only to sell him into slavery and tell his father that he had died. These men were not good men. They were not to be trusted. So sometimes people struggle with this. Why did he accuse them of being spies? Why is he testing them? Why is he wanting them to bring Benjamin down? Well, I think there's a number of different reasons. One is just wisdom. He's testing his brothers. He wants to make sure of their integrity. He wants to make sure of their change of character. Have they matured? Have they grown? Have they learned? And they have. And yet this process will be part of that continued growth. Right? And then the other thing, I think he wants to see his, his brother. Benjamin is his one full brother. He was probably really worried after he got sent into slavery that Benjamin was going to be harassed, persecuted, perhaps killed by his brothers. And, and now his brothers come and Benjamin's not there. I think he's deeply concerned for Benjamin. I mean, they lied to Jacob about his fate. Maybe they're lying to him about Benjamin's fate. Maybe they've killed Benjamin. Maybe they've sold Benjamin off into slavery and they're lying to him about that. So he, in wisdom, he's testing his brothers. So we see in Joseph here, I told you he's a type of Christ. He's a foreshadowing and anticipation of Christ, we see in Joseph here mercy to withhold punishment, grace to give undeserved blessings, but wisdom to test. And those are all things that we see in Christ. And then at the end of the story, we see Jacob's heart and his continued fear. Remember, Jacob has wrestled with the fear of man and the fear of the unknown his whole life. This is a sobering assessment for us to realize that sometimes as believers, we can encounter the grace of God. I mean, Jacob literally wrestled with God all night long. He had a powerful vision of Christ. He was a believer. And yet, he has this lifelong sin struggle against fear. He's a fearful man. And he has reason for it. He could say, well, got good reason for it. Joseph, my, my beloved, he's gone. But he's not trusting God. We don't see anything from Jacob here where he is trusting in God. It's a sobering assessment for us that sometimes we might struggle with lifelong sins. But it's also an encouragement to us to trust in God in the midst of our struggles. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace. 
undeserved favor and kindness. Thank you for your mercy, withholding the punishment that we deserve. Thank you for your wisdom. We need your wisdom. Help us to walk in wisdom and in grace and in mercy. And help us to trust you and not live in fear. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow is day number 66, and we're going to be jumping over to the New Testament for Matthew chapter 16. I hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.